Hello, hello, beautiful Fill Your Cup family, and welcome back to another episode of Fill Your Cup. Today's episode is extra freaking special. Um, Number one, I have a guest, which always makes the episode so special, but this guest is especially close to my soul, especially close to my heart, not only in this lifetime, but we're remembering now in past lifetimes, Um, but just reconnecting now in this human experience. My soul sister, Alyssa, the practical mystic, is here today to share her energy, to share her wisdoms, to share her soul expressions with us. And I literally could go on and on and on about her as we just literally talked for 20, 22 minutes before even pressing record. Um, but I'm going to let her share her own magic with you. However, right after I share the cards that came out, that flew out for us in this energy today. So as I said, my beautiful sister is the practical mystic. And the first card that came out was the Oracle, the Oracle Yamaya. And you can go over to the Fill Your Cup podcast um, and look and see these cards. Look at the pictures because they are very powerful. And the mermaid is really important. We're going to find out during the conversation. But Yamaya, the mermaid, the Oracle, this is my soul sister, Alyssa, that deep, deep portal, that beautiful, beautiful, grounded, feminine energy. We were talking about this before, like grounded in her emotional depth so that she can channel for to clear your emotional waters, to clear those emotional depths for you, to guide you through those waters uh, in the most beautiful way. And this conversation is just going to display that for you guys. And so I'm really excited, again, for her to share her magic um, and to see just what comes through because Yamaya is here opening up the space for us to to speak our truth. And then as we were speaking on like, girl, what are you stepping into this world as? What's your soul expression? She's like, I'm the practical mystic. We got the mother birth card that came through. So really, this is a potent time, not just for Alyssa to step into her truth, to birth her truth for all of us, to start to step into our truth, to start to plant those seeds of our intentions, of our desires it's a really potent time to start to ground into those frequencies, those energies, so that we can start to cultivate, we can start to birth like what we freaking want in this earth walk. The next card I pulled was another mermaid, was purity, and it connects beautifully again with Alyssa's energy, fucking pure, authentic, soul-centered, heart-centered. Again, water, it holds the element, the element of water, holds the energy of our emotions. So again, my girl, you'll hear today, but so connected with her emotions, allowing her to guide others to connect deeply with their emotions in the most pure way. And this conversation, again, is going to flow so beautifully. The last card we have here is child innocence. And what this is, is this safe space that we can create for ourselves, this shell, this womb space that we have that we can choose to be safe in 
as we navigate these waters or we have the choice to you know get lost in those waters it's all a choice and we have the power to create that safe space for ourselves. linking it back to my girl lissa you create the most safe space and this is why this conversation is going to be so beautiful because the last card here is holding our center through everything we're going through right as we navigate all of these changes coming fuller into our light body we always have to ground back down into our human body because we are here in this earth walk even if you know in our hearts and our minds we may be like playing in lumeria all day um but you guys with all of that being said with all of those cards with all of this energy stirring i am going to hand the mic right on over to my beautiful sister Alyssa. let her share her magic herself with you Mm. thank you <laughs> well thank you thank you so much um people i talk i'm very quirky i feel like i'm like a little zoe duchanel a little bit like new, new girl <laughs> in spiritual world i love it <laughs> i love it so just fyi is talking with voices sometimes they're used but... to like really quirky voices because that's the shit i do so no worries girlfriend yeah so we're i'm all quirky i'm real and um but I'm also practical. I was not always a mystic though, but currently I use astrology embodiment and channeled sound healing, which is a recent opening for me to create medicine for people to find their, come back home to their soul essence and find that sense of inner peace. Right. And I mean, like I said, I've never was a mystic before until uh, probably started really entering these waters in 2012 when I became a yoga teacher of course that's like when some people mark that's the acquired age transition I was just gonna say there you go and I when I look back I'm like oh yeah when I learned about astrology I'm like oh that makes sense why I was called to yoga teaching <laughs> at that time and uh but prior to that I I've always been I grew up in a conservative Christian home Mm. Um, I've been pretty much 27 years of being a good-ish girl you know like getting work working my ass off in school like straight A's I mm. uh, did drama in high school and theater and uh, I worked my ass off in college as a music major and singing opera and I started an opera company um, student-led opera company what in college yeah because I pull our program and there's a group of us were like we're all legit singers we need to have a program and we could run it better than the current staff so I, we did and i spearheaded oh, that radiant leader yeah. there you go oh my uh, god but man it burnt me out though um, <laughs> um but i mean you could i could see like the cohesion of all anyway astrologically i'm like okay this all makes sense right but where why i went there so i've been basically putting on this good mm. girl and i went to a a Christian college too, private Christian college. So I've been like oh, a good Christian girl for a majority of my identity right. and like, we're trying to lean into it. But spiritually speaking, I mm. never resonated with anything or people had like, people would be like, Oh, I'm talking to God now. Just pray on it. And I'm like, I don't resonate with anything you're really saying. I'm mm -hmm. like, I intellectually sort of understand what you're saying, but I never I felt pretty numb and I'm like, okay, but I'm just want to save my soul. So I'll just keep going with the flow, right? right? And uh, very few times have I had any kind of experience physically within a religious scenario. Um, like maybe two or three times I got chills, but most of the time that was because a friend of mine was sharing something deeply um, within like a church setting. 
That's interesting. Or, or once with music, but some people like have such right. sensational experiences with it. Um, but I've never had that. And my family's a bit more, can be a bit more left, uh, rather, yeah, left-brained about religion. And um, Interesting. my dad's a physicist. My mom's a music minister, though, for church. So, like, I was always a part of church music. Mm. But even the music portion, I never, I got paid to sing eventually at churches. And um, very rarely did I feel such a physical connection to mm. to spiritual or musical matters. Um, so I came up here when I was to Seattle, where I live now, at age, what was it, 24? And then I had like three months of wildness, which isn't even that remotely wild. <laughs> but for me, it was wild and um, somewhat traumatic too. Mm. And um, like I had my first sexual experience, which was rape and like... Uh, but I also met my husband within those months and stuff. Um, Not the same person. <laughs> um, and um, I also started grad school. I moved up here. I got my master's in uh, arts leadership because I figured at that point I was like, well, I'm going to create a nonprofit for um, uh, for opera singers or performing artists that's wellness oriented because parallel to the my artistic operatic route. I was also on this yogi route. So this is post, like, this is 2013 or 14. Mm. Ugh, I can't do math. <laughs> we're, we're in the quantum anyways. It's we're all, in there. We're what are years? Point. Right. <laughs> and um, so I was like on this yogi teacher route and I started teaching yoga relatively full time while I was in grad school. But also I was like learning about Ayurveda and meditations, yin yoga, different types of yoga experiences. And I was also doing arts leadership and that midway through my grad program, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, mm. but I was convinced to not quit and just finish it and somehow I'll use the mm. degree at some point. Cause I was just kind of burnt out or not feeling as impassioned by like I had felt for singing opera, but also for doing um, arts administration and nonprofit work. It's like in both those realms, you have to like, love it so freaking much more than anything that you can't not do it mm. because they call all of your energies forward mm. and like you have to have it above families almost and it was like I like it but I'm not like orgasmic about it right <laughs> like some people are right and uh but at that midpoint like I really wanted to get more into wellness and so I uh let's see a yoga teacher friend of mine from San Diego where I'm originally from she let out a call to do to teach and do train uh for uh, health coaches mm. I didn't know it was Beachbody at the time but I was like oh this is way cheaper than like IIN okay I I'll try this love out that, though right right because I've definitely and, gotten that gotten that too I'm like yeah and then I'm like okay Beachbody not the same. So I was a beach body coach for about a year and I was actually really good at it. And I, but yes. it led me to lose. I led, I lost like 30 ish pounds. I'm not really sure. Cause I don't know what my starting weight was, but I lost it within like three or four months. And that was, and that caused me to spiral into an eating disorder and obsessive mm. um, relationship with exercise. So exercise addiction, even though I wasn't like over exercising right? and it was more orthorexic with fear around food and like counting it obsessively. Um, 
and like I freaked out at Thanksgiving. Like I freaked out about crudités, mm. crudités, which are just like <laughs> celery and carrots. Mm. And like that's too many sugar, car- like carrots are too many carbs, like that mm. kind of crap. And um, like I could start seeing my ribs and my collar, like my my mm-hmm. sternum ribs, like, and I've never gotten that for the point before, but like, uh, I, it was the cause. I never got into so much depression before. Like, mm. that's, I've never felt that until then. Um, I like started losing my period. It was really damaging to my wow. relationship with my husband, and um, but. I was able to recognize that if I didn't stop, like I was at that dark edge point, like if I didn't stop, I was going to need to get hospitalized at some point. Like I would become, Mm, I I was at a point where I couldn't get, I didn't know that there were resources out there from, from clinics or anything about this. I didn't even know what it was called. I'm like, something's wrong, but I don't know what it is because I'm not emaciated. I'm not purging, um, standardly. Like I'm, not doing like what I learned from TV and sources mm-hmm. about an eating disorder looks like, but I knew something was off. And then I found a podcast where she talked about what I was experiencing, which is like orthorexia and uh, mind body musings podcast. But that was when she was, uh, Madeline Moon was still talking more about body image and healing your relationship with food. And that caused me to, I was like, Oh, there's something else there. Um, <laughs> there's a word, there's something and there's resources. And then, so I delved into more of the body image, uh, healing relationship with food world. So that one way to help me heal is that I got certified as an eating psychology coach. Cause I figured mm. I can use it on myself and eventually others. And it's a blend of psychology and wellness. And, um, they also infuse energetic archetypes in that training. Wow. So basically like, I can't remember how much I basically did my own therapy, which is not always recommended. Right. I was able to still, I was at a point where I could pull myself out and I stopped speech body. I, even though I was starting to get momentum and success there, but I, I like wow. had to pull the plug and a lot of them were my friends from college and stuff like that too. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to stop because that's a mind trip. Bad. Yeah. And like my, I, I couldn't remember what I even liked. Like I'd go on Pinterest and be like, search engine things you'd like it was all like food or exercise and mm. workouts I was like I don't even know what to type in about things that I enjoy like mm. I don't know what else to type in that's not wellness or physical exercise at food related mm-hmm. and I used to like you know enjoy crafts I used to do singing I used to like enjoy mm. historical fiction or novels like I totally lost myself within that Mm. And, but within the eating psychology, it brought up the archetypes, particularly of just learning the difference between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Mm. And that's what really awakened me and pushed me spiritually speaking. And I also started to see the correlations with, between my disordered relationship with food and exercise and the chakra system mm. and the energetics behind them, the quantum stuff, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, how my mind and body were interwoven with each other. And so I started like becoming a eating psychology coach and infusing more energetics behind that, like feeling safe in your body mm. so that you don't interfuse that, that lack of safety around being obsessive with food or wanting to like restrict it and put it away or even with exercise. So I started being like that person. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm the body image person and I'm a body liberation coach and um, really, and then that, that, learning just the energetics too led me to learn more about the politics and 
feminism and ableism and seeing how all these different areas of life are interconnected, even just understanding my relationship to exercise or to food. Mm. I was like, my Gemini brain went, so like, like, oh my gosh, the patriarchy. Oh my gosh, energetics, the divine masculine, toxic masculinity. It's still interwoven. Whoa. And uh, you just explained my mind. Like, yeah, the Gemini brain's like, feel the lines. You see how they interconnect? And everyone's like, that looks like a tangle. I don't understand. I'm like, but my, but it's there. It's there. It's like, I'm laughing so hard because I feel personally attacked. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how my brain works too. (laughs) That's how our Gemini brains work. Oh my God. We're we're connectors and networkers Mm. and sometimes Mm. in the physical reality. (laughs) But, uh, oh my God. Sorry. Really. But that's really what opened me up to like right. learning more about archetypal therapy oh, right, and spirit right. in spirituality. And um, I learned, I heard on a podcast. I was like podcast heavy, like always a podcast. And one of them brought on an archetypal astrologer, and I was like, I could get down with that because mm. I was people were starting to talk about. It. I'm like, I really don't understand this. I always was not taught to not go there. Like I like bad mm-hmm. shit would happen if I go into anything astrological. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was, I would get grounded if I looked at stuff. Interesting. Back in my childhood, right? So I like, well, I want to book a reading with this archetypal astrologer, and like, lo and behold, she could just like pinpoint shit that I mean, no one could pinpoint. She didn't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. She's like laying all this stuff out. I'm like. Yes. And then also it made more sense compared to what I read on, you know, in magazines growing up. Right. Like, Gemini is such a fickle little thing. Like <laughs> a socialite. I'm like, I don't feel that way at all. Right. And that's and I realized it's because there's a whole other plethora of planets right. and asteroids influencing and nuancing our energetic archetypes, our our who we are, our personality and blueprint. And I'm like, this is fascinating. And my Gemini brain went, bing. <laughs> must learn more <laughs> down the rabbit hole and so I based I self-taught myself with our astrology and oh figured out how it's all linking in the symbolism and it it made sense really fast I started trying to get into tarot as well and learning about that but my brain took to astrology more mm. and it just clicked really really fast compared to other people trying to learn and overlap all these symbolisms and keywords and imagery and I could see how you could put astrology into different lenses from career and business to relationships, sexuality, to, um, your soul wounds and mm. self-care. I'm like, Oh, which glasses do I want to put on? Oh, <laughs> I could just look at this in so many different ways. Wow. And so I start. I'm like now, so then this is probably like last year. Oh, I <laughs> love I'm like, okay, that. I got astrology down. This is all during my Saturn return, which turning 30 and like the three years, like of leading into getting into thirties, like basically it's like work mode astrologically like you're gonna get some your ass kicked and some mastery oh, going on you're gonna mature <laughs> and um you can go with ease or or resistance and i'm I heading both. into that yeah, yeah. you are because uh, Saturn's moving into aquarius so yeah, you're starting you to feel, <laughs> feel it <laughs> i know <laughs> and uh <laughs> you, you're getting there and um <sighs> so 
for myself too, like my Saturn return sat on what's called the arising sign or ascendant. And that's like your first house, which represents your body. And I have a shit ton of planets there. And it was in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saturn loves Capricorn. Like that's, they're like homeboys. Like <laughs> they sit together like, yeah, let's, let's get down. Let's work <laughs> this bitch. And um, damn, they did. Damn, they did. <laughs> like hardcore like physically like you get you feel denser you feel heavier you feel more de- probably more depressed like just mm-hmm. and I did like I all I could do basically was retreat for the past like that's all I've wanted to do is retreat and just but all these things have been processing too and now I'm feeling like and it feels like labor pains I keep wanting to birth out who I am and then it's like the baby pops out for a second and sucks back in mm-hmm. <laughs> like in labor for like five years oh fuck <laughs> it's what it feels like I'm like I just right. want to have this business online and I like, keep changing and morphing and cool mm-hmm. but oh my gosh this is exhausting and now um since I've met you in 2020 it's like I think I hope this is like more potent real birth <laughs> as also my Saturn return finishes up and Saturn can move out of Capricorn I can be like all right whew, mm. finally the baby's out <laughs> that card you pulled maybe that baby could finally come out of that womb <laughs> yeah oh my god it, no exactly though I love that because I mean I don't want to cut you off at all you've said so many like fucking amazing things I could go on and on and on and on and reflect But like, that's exactly like where you're at right now, intuitively what's coming through, like, especially as a collective, we're like stepping into this new world and you've, for the fucking last five years, you've been doing the work. So how light bodied and how clear and how like beautifully, again, the word radiant always comes up when we talk, but like that you get to step into this, like this without any of that baggage. And it's like, and because you made the choice five years ago, there's people making the choice right now, being forced to make the choice to awaken. And it's going to be fucking hard for the next five years, which is why you're here to be that oracle, that guide, that leader to show them the way to have that full birth. Yeah. And like to know that this spiritual path is, you don't have to be born into it or Mm. um, like I've been a few little thoughts. One thought is that, or a thought, whatever it's called. that you know especially when you come from a spirit a religious background or a christian background there's a lot of taboo and resistances towards opening up to other spiritual practices or Mm -hmm. even if you don't mean there to be there's still like can be resistances and even just to sexual exploration you know like different type lead-ins to to Mm -hmm. spirituality right and so i've been really battling or working with that like to not be afraid to come out of the witchy woo-woo closet, mm. especially with my family, um, in particular, and family friends. That's where I've been really hiding and felt a lot of fear and lack of safety is with my immediate family to come out in this way. Because I am like the total black sheep of all of them. Like to not, to not only not be Republican, mm. <laughs> but like to not, follow the Christian ideology at all I can talk the talk mm. but um the past few years it's like this doesn't work for me I've never mm-hmm. had any sense of real connection and then past year or two I've had more especially 2020 more mystical experiences outside of that paradigm but I can see how it 
feeds into it. Right. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but like that res- just that religious baggage sometimes, like I get you. And then there's the other thought loop of like, I didn't, especially in spiritual communities or woo-woo communities, it's like, mm-hmm. y- you feel like this draw towards the intuitive and the psychic, but you don't think you are. And I never grew up that mm-hmm. way. Like thinking mm-hmm. I was that or I could be that, like, I want to be, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be, mm-hmm. like, I watched, I mean, I, like, well, I see it's night sneakily watched Charmed and all those kind of shows back in the day, back <laughs> in the 2000s and stuff, 90s and 2000s, like, when I was growing up, I always was, like, drawn towards all that magical stuff, but I had to, like, convince my family, like, I'm not that way, wow, in my heart, right. so I'm like, I'm <laughs> that way, <laughs> I'm like, I am Charmed, I love this shit. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I've always felt that draw towards, you know, these things, but I couldn't like move past it. But I also like, I wanted to be that way, but I felt like I, I, since I wasn't automatically like super me on a medium or psychic, or I don't see shit, um, Mm. in my immediate eyes, like my physical Mm. eyes that this wasn't, I couldn't do this stuff. Like this wasn't for me. And so, especially for me in 2020, near the end of 2019 the mystical experiences have been coming through a lot more and like realizing and just starting to really own that like oh yeah I can too and I am like it's a remembering Mm -hmm. and also releasing the resistances towards what our own intuitive capabilities or intuitive channels are because we Mm -hmm. each have a different type of strength it's like I said this to one of my best friends she's an opera singer and um it's like everyone can sing everyone has the capability to sing you know sometimes certain people need more training and some people have it's intuitive and instinctive to do a certain style Mm. and um it's just kind of like sometimes you have to get a bit more training and fundamentals under your belt sometimes you just have to find your niche or Mm. your your mode of operating in your intuition and for myself it's been coming forward like to channel and I think mm-hmm. air signs in general are have a bit more of a channelistic ability versus like mm-hmm. necessarily just strict like medium style like I see ghosts I see right. I see dead people like That's sure but uh, I've been finding maybe like the air signs like Gemini and Aquarius in particular like we're more like boom beat me up Scotty in our heads like, <laughs> I got some shit to say and oh, it's coming wow. out more verbally like right. Gemini is very verbal right and Aquarian energies are like my brain is my physical brain can connect immediately to the God brain or the collective brain and like download um, and see things from a broader perspective. But for myself, I've been realizing like I can get into the quantum field or Akashic field or allowing my imagination to be a real place. And that mm-hmm. that's the imagination that you see in the back of your head or like when you're reading a book and you have those visuals or like it's a movie playing out in your head, that's a real place. And that actually is like the, what they call the quantum field or whatever. Mm. And like, that is a valid place to see things and to not doubt that as much and uh, not doubt imagination, what it feels, or it feels like imagination. Like, mm. am I just making shit up? It's like, maybe you're not, bitch. Maybe you're not. <laughs> and um, trusting like what comes forward. And when I have actually verbalized and shared what comes forward, when I see things, people are like, whoa, that yeah. like, um, okay. I when I was, and then I'll get into a story in a sec, but then also what's been coming forward, which is how we're really connecting to 
is through light language for the past mm. like um, 18 months or so it's been coming forward more and more like I see it more places or like the word or I've been drawn to like research it is this the term light language and um, also sound healing and I was I think I've also been drawn towards it because of my musical background but I didn't mm-hmm. want to be like the sound bowl gong lady, you know, <laughs> with a terrible font on our website. Like, I'm like, eh. you know, papyrus is being used on them websites. You know. Oh, oh also, my God. Like, ugly, ugly purples. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I exactly. And all of you know what she means. Oh my, God. oh, my God. And I'm like, but I've been like in my, which I thought wasn't real, but it was, it's like in the daydream state, like I see myself like doing more vocal looping on myself, like using my actual physical voice to do the sound healing versus getting a bunch of instruments to do it for me. And so literally this month, I finally have like come out of the box and shared it publicly and done individual sessions, which I gave one to Emily here um there like yesterday last night <laughs> last night where I last night where I basically channel light mm. language or uh, in the Christian Pentecostal communities it's like speaking in tongues um for some people it's like you're channeling angelic languages or um you're channeling galactic languages or languages here on earth and it's more of like if you just allow your right brain to like allow symbolism and artistry to come forward. It's not something you have to understand. And it's more like, how does this make you feel? And mm. uh, maybe you'll have a visceral physical experience too. Like um, when I start hearing things, uh, light language, my top of my head gets really tingly and buzzy. Mm. I'm like crown chakra lit as fuck. Mm. <laughs> and um, for some people, uh, a friend of ours, she experiences light language. She gets tingly and hot behind her shoulder blades like where angel wings would be right I was like that's Ooh, trippy as fuck cool I love and that. um but it's been coming forward particularly through song some people do light language through symbols and they can see symbols and draw them out some people do it through movement and dance or hand movements like sign language almost and mudras like mm. going all over the place <laughs> um my hands kind of moved a little bit for your song Emily I was like that's new I love but, that. But not like some people are like <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. And um, but like I have had a lot of resistance towards I'm like, is this shit real or am I just making gibberish mm. up? I've experienced one time in my life people speak a group of people speaking in tongues around me and a but I felt like this felt wrong. I think because their community would had toxic masculinity and abusive power leadership that I was picking up on now that I reflect back. Mm. But I always like thought this stuff is just wacko. This is stupid. Like, that's what I thought. Like this, this isn't real. crap. And then doing it myself, I'm like, Oh my God, this stuff is real. This feels real. (laughs) This feels real. I finally came out to my parents last week about it and they're actually real chill about it. I (laughs) love that. Oh, well, okay. Right. I pent up so much fear for no reason Mm. regarding them. But I've had experiences in past lives where being intuitive and psychic, um, I've gotten killed and hung for. Mm. And so it's like that visceral ex- past timeline experience has like shaped me a lot. And I can see it also in my birth chart, which is cool. I'm like, okay, I can see where you're hiding intuition. I can see you mm. repressing yourself. <laughs> but the lesson is like, it's time to not. 
it's kind of not honey mm. and um so yeah using light song i've been calling them light songs because i don't know what else to call them right now mm. have been coming forward and people are super engaging with them which is cool to see because like i'm like when you're trying to build an online business and it's more intuitive, spiritually aligned business, you're like, why aren't people engaging with me? Yeah, why, girl. Uh, <laughs> why is it coming so easy all of a sudden for this person? And what yeah. I found is that the point that you're keeping kind of daydreaming about, but you resist and you're like, no, that's not for me. And when you finally do it, that's when it do the, whatever's been, you've been resisting, but it's been like kind of coming forward a lot for you. That's what probably give you more prosperity and uh, that's I noticed that for other people of ours and holding um, your center that's that one card uh just owning your shit whatever comes through that light body grounding that frequency into your human owning it stepping forward with it fuck yeah yeah and sometimes releasing resistance too is like you can do it in a physical way too I love doing that in yin yoga where you're muscularly releasing Mm -hmm. resistance that you hold Oh, I love and so it's that. like this, it's a physical metaphor for you to like let go of those where you're still holding that fight or flight mode and in your intuition mm. in your in your spiritual life or psychically like in your psyche where are you still holding like how can mm. you soften just a little bit more so I, I don't feel like it's all the way resist on flopped <laughs> out <laughs> but I can feel like that tightness is letting go bit by bit mm. by bit it's melting away more and more and so I'm like allowing it to come forward and it's cool and it's easy for myself like I always thought like spirituality is like and and work is hard it's hard Mm. work you have to put in hard work to make it happen whereas this for me doing like light song work and looking at astrology isn't hard um especially the singing stuff like it just comes out I'm like the hard stuff's the technical aspect of getting it downloaded on a Dropbox and stuff like that (laughs) but um, when your internet's slow, but the actual <laughs> act of doing it, I'm like, this is, wow. Okay. This is easy. And, mm. um, the things that I've wrote written up for people, uh, afterwards are like doing like automatic writing for people, like of the message that came forward from what I, like, I don't always understand word for word what I'm saying when I'm, things are coming out. So I, mm. I've done it where I automatic write afterwards to see if the message, if there's a message there, or I also have, uh, visualizations that come forward and I describe it to them and they're like, yes, this is like so prominent. For the first time though, with Emily's recording I made for her was where I got a word while I was singing, words while I was singing um, mm. at the same time. I was like, whoa, that's cool. That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, and for her, Lemuria is coming forward. Mm. Land of mermaids and water and turtles and mm. uh, Pacific Island life <laughs> mm. in ancient days, but uh, and um, is that all? Yeah, that's about me. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, uh, that's just like a little bit about her. I, a little bit about me. I I'm like love, 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 love that full expression, and literally, I know I didn't know a lot of this about you a lot of your background a lot of your past so I'm just sitting here and you guys can't see we're like on camera I'm just sitting here like having a cup of coffee like so engaged like your energy is so beautiful your story is so beautiful your journey like no wonder we're like 
I feel like we're so connected in the same person. I grew up in a Catholic background, went to all girls Catholic school, feel the same fucking witch wounds, feel like yeah. I wasn't able to self-express like I wanted to express. Had and and right now, like right now, like this past month, moving through that family, like you were saying, that like disconnection. I'm like, why don't I feel like connected with my family? But it's also that deep-rooted fear, like you guys don't fucking get me. And so that's yeah. come up a lot for me right now with owning my intuitive gifts and coming forward and like, yeah, I'm a clear channel. And like, what do you want to know? You know, like, um, not like that. That sounded very egotistical, but, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. And you said Ayurveda. That's how I started my wormhole experience into this. And it was because I was healing my body of depression, yeah. of, of feeling, of holding on to like so much physical weight in the pa in um, the first year of my journey, which is now three years ago, I lost 50 pounds and mm -hmm. you just connected it for me. And I've like put weight back on like a good, like 25 pounds right now that I don't feel healthy with, but you just linked it back to me. Like, why did I gain that weight again and go back into that hole? Because it was like that slight bit of, um, disorder like losing it so fast and then the validation and hearing everyone yeah. saying like you look so good mm -hmm. and then starting to hear people saying you don't look <laughs> good you look a little too skinny you look a little too this like the fuck like so you I, thank you so much for that reflection and sharing that because that I'm I'm piecing that together like in this moment for myself um and just all of the ways that you shared, like your, your eating disorder, um, you went into that space of, of sharing that you got raped. And I just mm -hmm. really want to, those two things especially, thank you so much for sharing and for expressing that because a lot of people, like your whole entire fucking story, I cannot wait to share because there's been like the past three days, people coming to me like, well, I'm new into spirituality and this and like their own experiences. And you literally just so authentically shared your story. And I already see the people like, oh my God, I can do this. Oh my God, this is real. Oh my gosh, this is like, it's okay to experience things like this. It's okay to live like, to have this experience, but now have this experience and like, so fully own that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and so just thank you for sharing that, like everything like, that had to come through. And, um, I mean, the next thing that I want to share, like what you're really stepping into with this light language, and I'm looking at 10 o'clock on my clock, zero, zero, zero new beginnings here. Oh. <laughs> See, it, some people, this is trippy and cool. <laughs> trippy like, and cool. Real. It's this fucking is, it real. It has to be real because it keeps all of this, the synchronicities. Of, and like when I do astrology readings for people, I'm like, See, yo, this should be real because I can't, I can't. I can't be pulling out this crap out of nowhere for no reason unless it's like right there. Like, right. It's crazy. Like if this is real, if this is like true or like it feels true, like I'm, I'm saying these things, what else is there that's real? And that's mm. what also like got me open to different wormholes. But yeah, wellness is a big um, starting point for spiritual awakening, I think. Cause it's mm. like the safe point to like talk about mind body connection mm. and that they are related. And then you can go from there and and what you, all these things and like yeah what you said about just like um the yin yoga and even stretching that the physical to release that like physical tension i'm literally yeah. getting in my lives this week to like get in and just stretch and breathe with people and i'm like saying i'm 
Pilates instructors some of my background and it is it's like opening up the physical body to create that space to let more energy yeah. flow like let's do it people and um the next thing there's so many things I could say but that you beautifully have said so many times and I want to deeply reflect is you don't feel it you don't connect with it you don't feel it unless you feel it like viscerally and if you can kind of maybe speak a little deeper on that like really honing in on your intuition and owning it and knowing it's your intuition because you feel that and you're following that feeling instead of following, well, this doesn't make fucking sense. I'm just going to stop here. Can you kind of speak on that? Cause you said it like so many times and, and I feel like you have a beautiful um, message around it. Yeah. Because that's, that's our cerebral brain getting in the way being like, this doesn't make logical sense. Mm. This, I mean, this can't be real. I mean, what? <laughs> or like it trips it up. Like, that's just your imagination, silly you. Mm. <laughs> and so it can definitely get in the way. And also your right brain is more connected to your body, like to the physical being. Mm. Um, and the right brain being more the emotional side or seeing, um, understanding and through pictures. And then like, like for you with tarot, like that's the right brain coming through. Mm. It's a more artistic, emotional um, aspect of your, of the brain itself. You're, mm. you're the, of the brain. And the neuroscience and all the things. The science. And the left, <laughs> the science of things, yes. The left brain is more uh, the masculine, quote unquote, or the log logical, linear, um, mathematical portion of your brain. Hmm. And um, more the tech tech uh, technicalities. And I think the right brain might be holding also, if I remember in my psych classes, parts of the language or it's the sounds of language. And then the actual articulation is probably the left side. And, um, or like the, the wording of things every, in it. anyway, so when we're allowing the right side of the brain also more somatically into getting into the body can, um, you start to allow more physical experiences of mystical matters ha happen. I think the first time I felt, cause I can intellectually understand a lot of things, but like the actual experience mm -hmm. of things is different. Right. And so like when I first learned about chakras and yoga, I was like, well, this is very interesting. I like intellectual, I'm like the mind body. Okay. I can see mm. how that works. But when I started healing, um, my relationship to my body and food and exercise, when I mentioned the chakra stuff, when I was like seeing the interrelationship between the chakras and my, and your relationship with food and the mm. eating disorders, I realized I felt it in a physical way. Uh, for example, um, when I was doing that healing work at first and I was starting to integrate the trauma of, of sexuality and the rape, right. All of a sudden physically, like my, t I didn't fall or anything, but my tailbone hurt like a mofo. Like it hurt mm. to sit. It was hurting. And like, I had fallen like on a stair and a fall on my ass, but I hadn't, mm. I was like, where is this really bad pain coming from? And then I started to, and then I was also feeling at that time um, that I needed to, like, a, it came to the forefront of my mind when I also felt it like a little weight on my chest. Like, I should talk to my mom about this. I need to talk to my mom about this. Like, not for her to, like, validate me, but so I don't feel scared to tell her. Mm. And so I did tell her, like, about the experience. And she didn't want to know about it. Mm. But I reiterated, reiterated during him, like, 
this isn't for you. This is for me. And just so that I'm not feeling so scared to tell you about these big things. Mm. And even though she didn't really want to know. Mm-hmm. But then within like a day or two, the tailbone ache went away. And I was like, oh my God, this wow. is chakra shit. This was like root family fears. And like, wow. And then I started seeing the, more of the physical stuff that was coming up, you know, like uh, with sexuality, trauma, and uh, trying to feel sexy through my body. And then like my period stopped. And mm. like, um, and so I started to see like, oh my gosh, this is a physical experience that's real like a visceral experience but it's because of psychological energetic reason and mm. i'm like oh okay <laughs> and um so that's one example another example i've been feeling having more mystical physical experiences so ooh, 2018 i started a program where they infused kundalini yoga into mm. it and with kundalini yoga uh, that started also activating my voice chakra. We were actually like, chanting mantras. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is nice to use my voice again, but for no one other fucking reason. Nope. For no one else. I'm not getting paid. I don't have to be perfect. I mm. don't have to make a certain sound or follow a certain blah, blah, blah. No rules. I just like that. repeat this. And I was like, this is nice. Like I have be flummy and I'm okay. <laughs> and, but when I was starting to chant, my body started to sway slowly, uh, slowly, but then quickly, like you can see how my shoulders right. are moving right here in the mirror or in the video. Like it started doing that automatically, like from my low lumbar spine, it starts doing this wavy thing and starts to do these tight circles. And like, and then if I let my body kind of relax instead of holding straight posture and all the muscles con- contract, I relax the muscles and then like my body will start doing that. And like my head will start going which way it wants to go and like and it's like it's trying to like physically figure out energy like oh mm. let's work this kink out let's work that kink yeah. out or something like this is trippy and like I open my eyes and I'm like I'm not controlling this I'm not telling my body to do this my brain is not saying anything it's just happening oh that's and I was crazy like, is anyone and I asked in the group I'm like does anyone have this kind of experience no one said anything but I'm like this is but it's like from the base of the spine up I'm like it's got to be kundalini energy, right? Right. That people talk about that snake up the spine. Right. It's because especially it's like it feels low back. Mm-hmm. It's like maneuvering this puppet <laughs> of my body. And I'm like, and then now sometimes I would feel like tingles too, like throughout my body. That's also how I've been into it. Understanding that intuition comes to me is through like random tingles where I'm not like getting hit by an air conditioner. Like mm-hmm. I'm in my car randomly and I'll, or I'm talking to somebody and something like really excites me or resonates and all of a sudden I get tingles and I'm like, okay, spirit wants something up, spirit saying something. <laughs> or like there's, or if there's like one conversation I had with a girl, I was doing her birth chart at a retreat and we got into a conversation about grief and her mom had passed and I'm like, got real, real bad tingles. I was like, girl, I think your mom's here. And oh, another time like that was, earlier I think it was the first time I ever felt like intuition with spirit in that way um like so I'm like okay something's up was uh it was that like some sort of reception and my friend was out of, from out of town she was sitting next to her we catching up and uh she brought up her grandma who had passed like last year and uh, all of a sudden like I was getting tingles for sure and I was starting to like get teary and like feeling like I needed to cry mm. and I'm like and then the thought came up like her grandma's here and I'm like never had that such a visceral experience <laughs> like that and I'm like so when she was done talking to someone next to her I like turned to her quietly I'm like I think your grandma's here 
and she's guarding you and you're your angel. And I'm like, happy, you, you know me, I'm not like this usually. And like, I'm crying and like something's going on. She's like, I believe that too. And I'm like, okay. And then I told my parents afterwards and they're like, be careful. This <laughs> could come towards you. And I'm like, but then that made me shut down for a while. Oh yeah. And like just that hit of like, Hmm. Or oh. like in the, that sensitive, and then that speaks to like real life, like that right. sensitivity. Like you may feel like this could be something. And then like someone can, especially when you're a highly sensitive, empathic person, it's like just one little thing yeah. could shut you into resistance mode of, of fear, right? Mm. And hide in and retreat. But that's another physical, visceral experience I've had with intuition and spirit and all the things, woo woo. Yeah. Um, and then I've been starting to have them lately with. With like allowing my brain to go on these deep imaginative journeying visualization journeying meditations without other voices guiding me because I get really annoyed with other people's voices <laughs> I love it's that true. though it's part of like I hate I just I can't stand your voice or the background music I'm like mm. and so I've just been letting my like put on like sound bowls or something and we're drumming and like letting my brain go and um I've been allowing myself to go into basically what I'm intellect intellectually knowing like these are quantum realms or like astral projection or something like that. I don't know what these things that I've read about, but I've never experienced. I'm mm. like, Oh, I am doing that, but it's not in the way that I thought it was supposed to be like, mm. um, or like what you see on like TV shows, like the magicians, right. like, whoosh, like another right. person comes out and you see yourself and disassociate maybe for some, but it doesn't have to be that way. And uh, probably for most of us, it's not quite that way. And so I start, I'm starting to like get into that trancey, like wavy bodies, like swaying mm. state. And then um, I get tingles and like, I'm just seeing things in that deep imaginative trance like state and then allowing whatever. And that's when like physically, like my mouth will start to move and make sounds and mm. or sing intuitively what it wants to sing. And I'm like, well, this is trippy, man. This is so <laughs> trippy. And one meditation I went on where I was meeting a higher self and she's this like, she looks like this starlight being like she's made up of little starlights. And she was speaking to me in this meditation, like it was, and it was like in this cloud world where it's like twilight colors, like pinks and purples and blues. And she was like speaking at me in this language. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) But then all of a sudden we like did it. Uh, I had the intention to merge her with me. Mm. And so she like burst, she put her, she kissed my forehead and put her hand on my chest and a burst of starlight like went through and then we merged. And it was the first time, like not just seeing something outside in my imagination, but it felt like it was first person and the mouth wanted to move. And so I let my mouth actually move Mm. with her or whatever. I was like, this is so trippy, man. It doesn't always happen that way where I'm like, some other it almost feels like some other being is coming inside and coming out of my mm. physical mouth but um most of the time I just let it go intuitively like where it wants to go and then I just see things and describe what I see but those are physical visceral experiences I've had and like remember I don't come from a background where I've ever experienced anything like this mm. but it's so cool that finally I've been drawn towards like the mystical priestessy woo-woo realms and like and I'm like, it's finally like, I'm not, mm. I guess it's not, the resistance is lessening and like allowing that stuff to be real or that intuition and psychicness doesn't have to look a certain way. 
and mm. be experienced a certain way. And it's you finding the, it's kind of like tuning into your TV channel of like, how am I going to do this? How spirit, how yeah. are we going to, how are we going to connect? Right. Let's, let's find some the channel, get rid of that static a little bit. So I feel like for me, the static is lessening. Um, and it's getting cooler, <laughs> honestly, like trippier and cooler. Yeah. Does I, that make more sense? The oh, explanations? A thousand percent. And there's really beautiful reflections there. Number one is like how you, and that's why I created this space, like to be able to talk about it and express it in a safe space because that it's that consistency of feeling safe in this space. Yeah. And like you said, instead of someone being like, well, that's not right. You tarot's the devil. And then you don't read tarot or you don't sing light language anymore. Like yeah. having this safe space, finding someone that's not going to shoot you down, that has that open mind with you. And like, if you can't find anyone, reach out to Alyssa, reach out to me. We're all for it. But like just finding that safe space where you can start expressing and maybe it's your journal at first. That's where my first, you know, when I started to come into all of these things and now I'm looking back, like that's how I channel too is writing. Like there's nothing, mm -hmm. there's nothing. It's just me and my journal. I feel super safe there. And, um, so that was something that wanted to come out because that was beautiful. Yeah. And then the feeling aspect, this is going to tie so beautifully into um, kind of where we're going to wrap up and leave off for our next episode. Um, but your light language song and how I viscerally felt um, just my experience right away. And I, y'all, I wasn't even sitting in like a spot of like presence at first. I did this two times. I listened to it since last night. The first time I turned it on, I just was walking around the house, started to listen to it. <laughs> My, I got the chills. I got the tingles automatically. And then there was this one word that Alyssa was telling me. Kawea. Kawea translates to remember. And even Kawea, like saying that, I feel like I've said that before. Like even in this, oh, yeah. in this lifetime, Koya, Koya, like how beautiful, like that's, how, I feel like that's my language. But when she said that, I cried and emotionally, viscerally like attached. And it was my heart. You were talking about like how um, it was behind a woman's shoulder blade. She felt it, how you can feel it anywhere else. Like mine was my heart and it exploded open. And it's really beautiful because yesterday channeling the messages for April um, and for what the energy is, it's all about healing the heart, coming back into the heart and healing that divine feminine and coming back into mm. that space and heart coming home to yourself, which is all Lumeria, which is what I'm learning right now, um, is me coming back home to that. Is it a, it's not a, is it a planet? From what I've researched, people theorize that it was a place in the Pacific islands or the Pacific ocean that encompassed like Hawaii, uh, the Fiji, New Zealand and Australia. Like it was this land mass, kind of like the idea of Atlantis mm. um, was more Atlantic ocean. It was on the Pacific ocean area, like Indonesia, like all that was encompassed. And then either it sank or the consciousness of Lemuria sank and just into mm. the ocean. I mean, it, it's how woo woo we want to go. And like, right. how, like, 
Oh, we'll go uh, there. We'll have another episode to like, go there. Whatever. I'm still trying to understand it. <laughs> right. All. And uh, the links to Lemuria with the Pleiadians. And, but for you, the message was, uh, can I say it here? Girl, go okay. for it. From yeah. what I wrote out and like, it was remember the lands of our ancients, Lemuria, land of waters, light, sound, love, calling you home, precious one. Ooh, I got tingles. See, like visceral experience, like mm. allowing, um, trusting those physical reactions as a link to intuition, like some, some shit's going down. If all else fails, something's happening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like, but it, from what I've seen with pictures and people describing, it's like this Island water landscapes with like mermaids, sea turtles. And like, it makes all the sense in the world guys. Tribal, like the indigenous, like kind of, beautiful fields of like of those lands of like of the maori in new zealand and of of the hawaiians like i have like leaning into those fields yeah oh my god i have to go deep dive myself which is why i said that mermaids were so important in the beginning like so potent Mm -hmm. for us right now um and then i i'm not sure who's listening if you listened in before but my background like i went to Hawaii, to the big island for four years to go, uh, to go to college, to go play softball out there. And like, I'm sure now there's going to be an entire episode dedicated to Lumeria and Hawaii and my connection with that. So that's really fun. But like, I manifested that at such a young age to get a scholarship, to go to Hawaii, to play, to live there for four years. And then for the past year, I've been having the hit, go to Hawaii, Maui, 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 go to Maui. And when I listened to the light, the song that you had for me, the first, like, And before we even talked, it was like Hawaii came out, like that thought of Hawaii, like connecting back there. And it sounded like that. And so it's just so beautiful how all of the time has passed, all of the experiences I've had have led up to this experience right now for me and you to connect and to be this open in our journey and like this intuitive and this being able to connect like this and to share and express with each other and to feel safe and to share and express with each other and to feel safe getting on a fucking podcast to talk about this. Um, I think this is, it's huge because you're literally, I mean, what's coming through, you're giving permission to so many people to speak fucking truth like what a gift that you're giving that you just gave people sharing your story like that and it's so powerful and so potent and I'm going to kind of wrap it up here um and of course give you give you your last stage if you want to say anything whatever wants to come through but you guys I'm so fucking excited because this is just a part one of a part two of probably part thousands um but um, (laughs) of really like this little series we were talking about um how Alyssa's new gift coming through that she's really honing in and grounding into is this these light language songs. Um, and one of my gifts that I've been working with, and I love how you gave me that description of the right brain. And I've been saying like pictures, like everyone look at the pictures, like it makes sense. Um, yeah. But how the cards and how tarot are so potent for me, we did a little sister exchange and I have read cards for her. I'm going to read cards for her. Um, she sent me my song and I have listened to it. Um, and in the next episode, we are going to 
share both of those with you. My song, her card poll, and then we kind of have to connect. But you know, after that, maybe having a conversation, seeing what what came through for both of us, either in the same episode or a different episode, whatever wants feels good for us. But um, really excited to share these with you guys because this is both of us in our fucking element, and both of us with that open channel of trust that open channel of safety that open channel mm-hmm. of just soul expression um I, oh i can't even wait to listen to both of them like linked in together it's gonna be powerful yeah, it's gonna be, cool. be so powerful um but yeah sister um so that's it for me guys it's really kind of like what we're leading into this was the most beautiful experience sharing energy with you this morning um, I don't want to cut you off though. Is there anything else that wants to come through? It, I think that theme of creating that sense of safety is mm-hmm. key in our spiritual journeys. And I know I've not felt safe for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to and finding that group of support, but also just even the basics of somatic safety of helping your nervous system to feel safer and safer and safer. So the quickest way to do that, friends, breath work. Mm. doing use your breath to help switch your nervous system from the fight or flight fear mode to rest digest heal and that's where you can really receive and trust more intuition but because you can't if you don't feel safe you're not going to trust and if you don't trust it's not going to come forward really well also when you're physically resisting and psychically resisting or psychologically resisting that's still or that's like a fight mode right that's defense Mm. so how can we create that sense of safety? And all of times, the best entrance way is through the physical sense of safety, through breath, maybe it's in yoga or dance, whatever is allowing your body to physically relax. Mm. And that's what it will, and that's kind of the whole concept of yoga is like with asana is like, can you relax the physical tension so that you can get into that theta brave wave state so that you can actually receive the downloads mm. of intuition of spirit of, of guides or whatever you want to call it of god um so how can we create that sense of safety yeah yeah and if you want to follow me on instagram that's where i'm most prevalent right now is at i'm elisa rose and i'm sure the link will be in your thingamajiggy <laughs> i meant to sh- i meant to ask that so sorry okay. so where can we go that's find okay. you Alyssa? <laughs> That's where you can find me Instagram right now. Um, I'm working on that sense of safety with Facebook. (laughs) Mm. Um, But that's where I am right now. I'm like rebuilding websites. So that's where you can find me and DM me. And if you're curious or you want your own light song Mm. or an astrology reading, um, just DM me there. Okay. Go hit her up because that shit is magic. I cannot wait to keep diving into into all of it. this next month, these next three months we have together in RLA, this next lifetime we're living together. So, um, so special. And, you know, I'm being really called to ground into the frequency of this episode with everyone and kind of finish off with three deep breaths. Let's do it, girl. All right. I invite everybody to just sit present, maybe place a hand on your heart. But in the energy of safety, we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose. Full exhale out of our mouth. Relaxing your shoulders, feeling safer in your space, feeling more relaxed in your space. 
taking a deep breath in through our nose. Exhaling through your mouth, maybe verbally exhaling. <sighs> Allowing the energy to flow into more safety and more presence. Taking a deep inhale in through our nose. Full exhale out of our mouth. <sighs> and let us leave this episode in this sense of safety and this beautiful presence that um, Queen Alyssa and I and all of the spirits have cultivated um, here today. This has been so beautiful. So, so beautiful. So thank you, sister. Always, darling. Always. Mm, until next time, fill your cup, family. I had so much fun jamming with my soul sister in this episode. And y'all, this is only part one. So make sure you follow back and you come listen to part two. We are sharing our experiences after I shared my card readings with Alyssa and she shared her light language song for me, our own personalized one for each other. So we will be back jamming on that. Make sure you come and listen because it is a fun fun episode. Have a beautiful day. Fill your cup family. Until next time.